Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Today we will recap Chelsea's games against Man City and Brighton and preview Chelsea's upcoming game against Tottenham. So, I say let's get right into it. So firstly, it was the Chelsea vs Man City game. Uh, we lost 1-0. Honestly, the, this this Chelsea performance these last two games were was kind of disappointing. But do you think Chelsea were too defensive in the Man City game? And uh, how concerning was Lukaku's performance? Yeah, so this last week, I think, sucked for Chelsea fans, for players, for everyone. So, yeah, the mood isn't too great right now, but were Chelsea too defensive? I think, I think, well, I don't think they were too defensive. And maybe people might disagree, and, and that's fine, but I, I didn't think that uh, they were too defensive. I actually looked at, looked at it at the beginning of the game, and you saw... Tuchel tried to be a little more aggressive here. Chelsea tried to play with a higher line. They tried to be a little bit more aggressive so that when they won the ball, there'd be opportunities going forward. The problem wasn't defensively for me because Chelsea didn't give up much defensively. I mean, that Kevin De Bruyne goal is more of a testament to how good Kevin De Bruyne is. Yeah, it was a beautiful shot. Bottom right corner. He's a He's a sniper with his shots. Everybody knows it. Yeah, so that was brilliant on his part. But yeah, I, I didn't really have much of a problem defensively. I had a problem when Chelsea had the ball. And when Chelsea had the ball, there were issues in terms of getting the ball into the front three. I thought Kante and Kovacic, who are usually our best players, um, were partic- weren't great in possession. Yeah, no, Kante. Con- I'm. I, I hate to say it. Even Conte, he. I saw a couple poor tackles from him too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think those two commanded the midfield maybe in the way Tuchel hoped. Um, but I think the biggest problem in this game was the front three. Oh, absolutely. They. They were. I think that we had two good opportunities. Was it, or was it just the one and then the rebound? No, there were a couple situations. Yeah. It. It was. Um. I, I I was you get excited when you see those things, but like because it just seems so easy, right? Especially for a man like Lukaku, it was there was a perfect through ball. You cannot undermine that ball, but it, you expect Lukaku to finish those, or at least on the rebound too. But yeah, and the chance you're talking about is basically the only chance Chelsea had. But I'm saying there's a couple situations. There was the 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 most obvious one is when. Ha, uh, Ziyech picks up the ball um, in between the midfield and defense of Manchester City and Lukaku's trying to make a run in behind and Ziyech overhits it like he's playing FIFA and he just presses the X button on five bars. So, yeah. Yeah, that, and then there was another situation where Ziyech um, had Lukaku making a run into the box and just totally got the cross wrong. But... Those were, and then there were multiple situations where Lukaku's hold-up play wasn't good enough. And there were multiple situations where Pulisic failed to retain possession. So it's that whole front three that when we got the ball to them, they couldn't get in behind the Manchester City defense. If there was no opportunity to get in behind the defense, they couldn't retain possession and bring the rest of the team up the pitch. How often did Alonso and Aspilicueta at wingback get up the pitch? Barely, because Chelsea couldn't hold the ball. So for me, I don't think it, there was really much of a problem defensively. I, d- I don't think Chelsea were too passive and maybe the possession numbers will, 
will make you think they were too passive. But I think Tuchel had um, the right idea to try to play with a higher line and be a little bit more aggressive. The problem was when they won the ball. And that was not enjoyable when they won the ball because there was absolutely no threat going forward because the front three were were awful in terms of retaining possession and creating chances. Yeah. How concerning do you think Lukaku's performance was in terms of the future for Chelsea? Well, I think it was I think it was his worst than the Chelsea shirt. I, I thought his hold up play was particularly really poor. And as someone who demands a lot of service clearly, um he didn't provide any service for the others. Right, because as much as you're uh, a number nine and you want service, you could also bring others into the game and be of service to them, and that's kind of what Tuchel hinted at after the game, and that wasn't there from Lukaku, and it's 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 particularly concerning because we're we're we seem more comfortable without him right now in terms of pressing, in terms of creating opportunities, but he also needs to play his part too. He also needs to be a little bit more mobile. He also needs to bring others into play. So it goes both ways. Here's a hot take. Tell me if you agree, Adam. The way I see it with Lukaku at Chelsea is similar to Ronaldo at Man United. Right? He's a player who clearly deems himself as one who might be above others in terms of his his abilities in football. Right? So he demands that on the pitch and outside of it. But it's it's you know like he, if you're not showing for it, you can't be in that position to be talking. Why is it that, I, like, I've seen this happen a couple times this season already where he comes off and then you see Man United actually playing as a team for, like, literally five minutes and they score a goal. Yeah, well, you know what? And I think what you're trying to make the comparison here and what, I'll, what I what I agree with you is both as good as Ronaldo is, as good as Lukaku is, both teams maybe don't feel that absolute pressure to provide for them when they're not on the field. And maybe there's a little bit more of a balance. And and you could say that actually about Lionel Messi at PSG and the stars they have. And maybe that's just something in this sport when you have players of this caliber in terms of how do you find that that balance of providing them but also making sure that they're providing you and that's also a thing as a manager that you probably have to think about yeah absolutely does it do you so for this game does that mean city have wrapped up the premier league title do you think uh do you think we're like any more in the race or at least in the top four race well i think i think we're done um and you know that's awful to say it's simply not good enough uh it'd be listen it'd be one thing if we were six seven points off a city i think everyone would hold their hands up and say okay first of all city are one of the greatest premier league teams of all time and second of all we've been hit by injuries we've been hit by covid but when you're 15 well we're 12 points behind city have a game in hand when you're potentially 15 points back in january when we're Chelsea. We just won the Champions League. It's it that is not gonna sit well with Roman Abramovich. And it's it's definitely not gonna sit well with the fans. So I I think City I think City have taken care of Chelsea. 
I think now they just have to make sure they take care of Liverpool. Because the thing about Liverpool is, I I think I think it's done. I think City are going to win. I think those cities clear of Liverpool this season. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I think I think it's done. City are going to win. There is one percentage of hope though, because Liverpool still have that. Um, they have a couple games in hand on them, which they could go eight points behind, and they have a head to head. So I mean, I highly doubt Man City will mess this up, but maybe there's one percent of hope for Liverpool. But even that. I wonder, what's the current record for most amount of uh, Premier Leagues under a certain manager? Does Sir Alex Ferguson hold that? or Yeah, Ferguson has 13. 13? How much does Pep have now? Like six? Seven? No, Pep has three going on to four. Really? That, honestly, it feels like a lot more. How many uh, Champions League titles did Alex Ferguson win? Two or three. Okay. Interesting. Do you think, how much longer do you think Pep goes? Until his contract expires, which, when, which is 2023. He said he wants to maybe move on into international. Really? Interesting. Well, you can't be you can't be both an international and a think coach? No, you can't. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, I think that covers that game. Anything else you'd like to add about the Chelsea Man City game? Uh, yeah, the only thing I forgot to mention and I'll mention now is that one criticism I'll have of Thomas Tuchel in that game against Manchester City is the reaction when Chelsea went behind um, and and just maybe the second half in general uh, as much as I say defensively it was good um, which it was in that second half when we went down 1-0 you gotta go for it and I don't think uh, in terms of the shape of the team and the personnel, Tuchel made the right decisions to go at City. Honestly, Chelsea had no threat even when, when they went 1-0 down. And I was kind of looking to Tuchel to change something. Maybe maybe totally go to that back four. Maybe make those subs a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't think that happened, so... The reaction when Chelsea went down 1-0 was, was particularly concerning and City were in cruise control and we're in a top four race. I'll just say that. It's obvious and it sucks, but it is what it is. Honestly, it is the sad reality of it. I, I completely agree. This was a game. This was a very crucial game. We did at the very minimum. We needed the one point. City were handicapped as well and it's, it's upsetting to uh, see Chelsea even lose. And we were talking about this in the previous episode with Jason, but I guess it is what it is. Chelsea are currently in third, which is still not bad for the Premier League title. But um, yeah, let's talk about Chelsea versus Brighton. So this game ended in a draw. What do you think went wrong? Yeah, so... I think the biggest problems were, again, in possession for Chelsea. Defensively, it was all right. Uh, again, I, I, they didn't really give up much, Chelsea, um, other than that set piece, which was some bad defending. But defensively, it was quite good. In possession, though, again, the midfield couldn't really dominate uh, the game for Chelsea and hold the ball and retain possession. And... The, it was a 4-4-2 or 4-2-2-2 for Chelsea. Uh, and that 
kind of front four was was really poor. Lukaku again, no service. Um, and then the wide players in Kalamatsnadoy, Hakim Ziyech found it really difficult to create really anything. So it was a really poor attacking display from Chelsea. And it looked like a team without any energy, without any intensity. And Tuchel says it's fatigue, but you, I, I actually looked at the end of the game too in those kind of 15 minutes at the end of the game and Chelsea started to really push. And I, I was kind of like, okay, where's this been all game? So I, I just felt the intensity and the energy wasn't there, but in possession, Chelsea found it particularly difficult to win that midfield battle. And that front four for Chelsea was was very poor again. Yeah, I completely agree. I, honestly, I agree with Tuchel. Um, I think I honestly see fatigue. I, I I think when you're looking at these players, especially in this Brighton game, they didn't celebrate. Um, they all just look so tired and sloppy, right? This is this is not the same Chelsea that we obviously knew in the UCL final, or even in like the highlights of this season against Juventus for Champions League group stage, or at the beginning of the Premier League season. This really isn't the same Chelsea because one, we're taking. What you what we used to take what used to take us what two three good defenders in the back Thiago Silva Rudiger right you got your you got your Alonso coming back too you got um, I don't know I'm having a brain fart right now but uh like they were they were the like top tier defense everybody used to talk about Chelsea's defense but like now I'm I'm watching the goal that uh what's it called Brighton scored on us and it took us what. 12, defend, 12 defenders to not be able to guard what, three attackers. Like, it's, it just looks sloppy. Everybody, everybody's... There's no, there's no intensity. And I feel like that it is fatigue, you know? I think they, you, you just feel tired watching them too. Yeah, well, I think... I, I, I think there's fatigue in there. Chelsea have played the most games of any English team since December. They've played two to three games a week since September. Uh, and... There, there's fatigue. And I think you could see it actually too in Chelsea's press. You don't see them um, in their counter press. It isn't, the intensity isn't there the way it kind of used to be. And that that's a little bit due, due to fatigue. I actually think too, in that case, there's a little bit of maybe Romelu Lukaku in there when we used to have Kai Havertz or Timo Werner up top who used to do all that running. But I, I do think a good amount of it is fatigue. So, th- but the body language is, for me, it, it's just concerning. And we've seen this all too often at Chelsea when the players start to get unhappy. There's a little bit of turmoil in the dressing room. We obviously know what happened with Lukaku. So, and even Tuchel's body language with sitting in the dugout all game. And Chelsea not celebrating the goal. That's that's a little too much for me. And the body language is particularly concerning and something that we've kind of seen all too often at Chelsea. And we just hope that this time, Tuchel's able to find a way out of it. I got to ask you, Adam, why do you think Chelsea didn't celebrate that goal? It was, it was a fairly nice goal by Lukaku. Do you think it was the fact that Lukaku scored it? Or it just, what do you think it was? Because we did start the game off with a lead. Yeah, well, it was actually Ziyech who scored the goal, but 
I, I just find it hard that scoring a goal without a celebration, that's all fatigue. That can't be all fatigue. That 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 can't be. I think what I think that celebration is a signal of is low confidence. Um, a team that looks like they're they've been shot mentally and ha- they they look like a team right now to me that look drained but also kind of have a short fuse right now a lot of times when you get mentally drained i feel you it's easier to get frustrated it's easier to get annoyed and you could see that sometimes even too in in kind of the expressions on the players faces uh the lukaku and ziash at halftime were pretty deep in discussion and pretty annoyed with each other it seemed like and it 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 just feels like it's not to me that's not all fatigue there's a real lack of confidence and an annoyance and a team that's easily frustrated right now and i think the way to turn that around is is results really honestly what i'm seeing is a lot of skill and a lot of a lot of talent but it's just i feel like this is an example of lack of team chemistry or cuz obviously like you said they were, they were upset at each other and you can see that they're not happy whether it was something that happened before the game with each other in the dressing room who knows right who knows the behind the scenes or who knows what's going on in their heads yeah and i think just simply it might be that they're on a bad run and they're out of the title race and the whole lukaku thing do you think that maybe this is a good display of the fact that when you're upset with your teammates, this is a team sport, and like if if there's that if there's that bad connection between teammates, it can it can reflect in the pitch, right? Do you think this is an example of that? Because you know, it's just we weren't producing results, so. Yeah, well, I think that's that's the thing with the Lukaku situation. Like, how did that whole thing make the rest of the team feel? And now when Ziyech doesn't make a pass to Lukaku or Lukaku doesn't hold the ball well enough, up well enough for Mason Mount or Christian Pulisic or any other attacking player, maybe now it's easier to be frustrated and annoyed. And maybe that sparks a little bit of turmoil. So I absolutely see that. I think, I think this... Ever since the Lukaku situation, this has been an underlying problem, and it needs addressing. Their next training shouldn't be an actual training for the sport. It should be a group therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like the sport is there. We've seen Chelsea play some of the best football we've ever seen, but the current Chelsea play some of the best football we've ever seen, but this this wasn't a team I was looking at. This was just players running after a ball, looking tired, and... Getting a lucky goal, even, honestly. Do you think this bad run is only and simply due to fatigue? or, And what do you think Chelsea can do better, Adam? Yeah, well, I don't think it's totally fatigue. Like I said, I think it plays a part. Um, and I think simply the injuries, you know, to, to beat the best team in Premier League history in Manchester City, you need some good luck with injuries in COVID. We've had anything but that. So, fair enough. But to be 15 points back, potentially 15 points back if City win their game in hand, that to me is a little too much. And like I said before, if we were six, seven, or eight points behind, I think it'd be easier to digest. But 15, 
there there's problems to address there. And I think in terms of what Chelsea can do better, I think, first of all, I think the board needs to do their part here because Tuchel is clearly asking for a wing back and we clearly need one, especially on the left because Marcos Alonso, I thought was going to get a red card after five minutes against Tariq Lamptey. And I just think in general, whether you play a four or a five at the back, Alonso is a massive liability. That left side needs fixing, especially because Chilwell is not going to be back all year. So the transfer market, whether that's recalling Emerson, which doesn't really look like it's going to happen at this point, whether that's going into the market for someone, they need to give them some support because we've lost Chilwell and Reese James long-term. How can the board do absolutely nothing about it? That, to me, that, that's, that's not fair to Tuchel. But it's, it's exactly that, I think. Like, think about it. You, you, we've basically taken two players out of this squad with injuries. Reese will be back in, in probably a month or two, but that's in a month or two, and Chowell's out the whole year. So the board has to do something. You're leaving Tuchel out to dry there. So that's the first thing. I also think the second thing is Tuchel's got to find some sort of shape and some sort of consistency in this team. Because what we've seen since Chilwell and Reese James got injured is Tuchel kind of flip-flopping between some formations, trying to find some different solutions. I don't think the back five without Chilwell and Reese James gives you enough going forward. Because Chilwell and Reese James were our two biggest attacking weapons in that big five. Without them, you lose all that kind of threat in wide areas. So, right? And and I think the way you go then is... In fact, it makes us weaker against teams that want uh, like to use the wings as well. Yeah, that too, right? Man City uses wings. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a problem with Marco Salonzo uh, on the left. So, I... I but I, I think, like, the, the main problem is Chelsea's attack, like, takes... Chelsea's attack takes a big hit without Chilwell and Reese James in those wide areas. So the way I think Tuchel should go is probably just move to a back four fully for now, unless you're playing a Man City where probably a back five is better. But in most games, I think you just... Cause, you need an extra winger on the pitch. You need a Christian Pulisic or a Hakim Ziyech or even a Mason Mount. You need someone to provide a little bit of width. Uh, in a back five, you get width with Alonzo and Aspie, but they don't give you the same dynamic going forward. So I think the back four may be just kind of the way to go for now. And I also think Tuchel needs to figure out Lukaku. And he's not getting service. Chelsea, I think their press, like I said before, it isn't as impactful maybe with, with Lukaku on the field. Whereas last year with Havertz and Werner, it was it was something special. So I, I actually think Tuchel should maybe just drop Lukaku for a run of games, give Havertz a run of games. Because I, I just think this whole team is getting totally frustrated. The fans are. I think I think Tuchel is getting very frustrated. It might just be go with Havertz and see what happens. I have been saying this from the beginning, man. Havertz is... he He's such a young and like like talented guy in football. But not only that, I love his attitude. 
him and Mason Mount, I'd say, have the best attitude on the team. They're, they're, they seem like such positive guys, right? It's just, you know what I mean? And I love their chemistry up top. It's, you, you gotta, I, I would, honestly, I'd put Havertz too. I completely agree. Yeah. And, and my hope is that either way, I think in terms of our formation and the shape of the team, Tuchel needs to find a different solution. I, I think so. Cause I think he's been, he doesn't really know yet without what to do without Chilwell and Reese James. But I also think that the board needs to give him another option. So I think that one has to go both ways. Um, and I think hopefully if those things do happen, that'll just lift the group back up. Not as slouchy. And you'll see maybe the body language be a little bit better. Maybe after a two-week international... Yeah, maybe after a two-week international break, there's a little bit less fatigue. And hopefully, because February is a big month, Club World Cup, League Cup final, Champions League starts again. Hopefully we can find a way to put the pieces back together. Uh, do you know if anybody else is currently out, apart from, obviously, Chilwell and Reese James? Well, Chalaba should be back for Tottenham, but other than that, it's really those two. Yeah, Christensen also has COVID, but he should be back right. soon. We have our Werner, though. We have our Havertz. We have yeah. our Mount. Yeah, I, I think that's a front three on its own. My favorite front three on Chelsea. Yeah, and and one last thing. These attacking players need to have some accountability too. They've all been inconsistent, unreliable, and they were carried in the Champions League last year, other than really Mason Mount. They were carried. Yeah. So they they got to they gotta show up here. And we need just more consistent performances. And that might help Tuchel with his team selections. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the Chelsea versus Tottenham game? Yes. All right. Why is this such a big game? It's obviously the Premier League match. Uh, we recently played them in the Carabao Cup in the semis. And by the way, it has been confirmed that we are playing Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final. But I got to ask, why Why is it important? Yeah, so the, the biggest thing here with me is you look at the table. Tottenham are eight points behind, but they have four games in hand. We're in a top four fight. So this all of a sudden becomes a sort of six-pointer. And I absolutely hate to be saying it, but it's just kind of the reality of the way things are right now. So that's exactly why this is a big game, other than the fact that it's Chelsea versus Tottenham, London Derby, Stamford Bridge. So, um, but but in terms of the table, it's huge. So, yeah, they have quite literally four more games. They are currently standing at 19, and Chelsea have the most at 23. Yeah. Um, only eight points behind. Recent Tottenham has been doing pretty well. Recent Chelsea, not so much. So this this will definitely be an important match because, quite literally, in the in the actual table, we're level playing field. Yes. Do you think Chelsea should stick with the back four? Should Tuchel drop Lukaku? Yeah. Well, I guess I answered this before, but I think he should. Yeah. I I think. I think you just have to try to go with the back four to get extra another winger on the pitch. Because um, I don't think the back five provides enough threats. So May I ask a predict uh, lineup prediction? Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, I, I would drop Lukaku too. So Kepa in goal, Alonso at left. Actually, 
Is AFCON not over yet? AFCON's not over. Mendy is uh, still playing. So Interesting. Okay. Keppa? Yeah, Keppa on goal. I'll go with the back four of Malang Sar. I don't want to deal with Alonso. So Malang Sar at left back. We're going to go with Rudiger and Thiago Silva, who are just world class, as always. And at right back, we're going to go with Aspie, because who else is going to play there? And Aspie's pretty darn good. Uh, the two in in uh, the midfield pivot, Kovacic, Kante for me, has to be. I'd put a Kante in Jorginho, but agree. Sure. I mean, just Not because Kovacic difference. didn't play last game, so. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, and then a front four of, again, this is really hard to pick because everyone's been inconsistent, but I guess I'll go with Mason Mount. How come Chelsea doesn't do 4-3-3? The midfield pivot really suits this team because Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic, aren't, none of them are number 10s, right? They're all number sixes or kind of number eights at times. They're like they can all play holding at certain points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. It's not really because we don't have enough. It's more that's the reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and then the front four, I'd have Mason Mount. I'll throw Christian Pulisic in there, and then throw him a bone. <laughs> I I just I don't know who to pick anymore, and with this attack. So, and then uh, Werner and Havertz. Sorry, Lukaku. No, I, I agree. I, I don't... Honestly, even from the beginning, like... Sure, he had a couple good games when he came, but I'd still put Havertz above him just because of the team chemistry. It's... Having played the sport, team chemistry is so much bigger than everyone understands. You got to trust your team. It, you really do. With everything you do, not just football. If you don't trust your team, you don't get results. Yeah. Well, you know, a credit, because you, you were right about... like. Well, with the way thing, things can change, but the way things are going right now, you you did say that you felt Chelsea, in terms of team chemistry, were better without him, and that was obviously a good observation. I I do think like if if Chelsea would find a way to integrate Lukaku, I think they'd be better with him. But listen, man, I, I keep seeing this not only with Chelsea with other teams. It's just so hard to integrate such world-class players because the world-class players don't want to be integrated. They want to be revolved around. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's, they, don't, they don't listen. To, to Ronaldo, it's these young kids don't listen, but he doesn't either. The problem is, though, Man United has the luxury of having multiple attacking players who can, who, who can provide, whether that's Bruno Fernandes, whether that's Mason Greenwood. Right, the at Chelsea, literally, other than Mason Mount. But Mason Mount is the Bruno Fernandez of Chelsea. That's literally the only comparison. There's, I wouldn't say there's anybody else on Man. Yeah, but Man- Manchester United, if they dropped C- Cristiano Ronaldo, are in a much better place than if than in a, than if Chelsea drop Romelu Lukaku because Chelsea are stuck with Pulisic and Ziyech and Havertz and Werner, who have all been inconsistent and frankly unreliable. We say stuck with Havertz and Werner as if they aren't a crucial part of this team. Listen, Werner, yes, I agree. We used to joke about it all the time. He sucks at finishing, and he still does. He absolutely does, right? But that doesn't mean he's not just as good and he shouldn't be just as credited because he he has a brain made for soccer in, at the top. Like, he, the way he moves... It's good positioning we see from him. And I see. I still think that's quite consistent on his end. 
Yeah, no, that that part of his game is great. I just absolutely none none of these. If we're being totally honest, none of these attacking players have stepped up since Tuchel's came in. None of them stepped up under Lampard. Uh, I I honestly very much disagree. Who, okay, who has? I think the, my Werner favorite hasn't. top three. I'm sorry, my, my top three. He absolutely has. No, not with his goal tallies. No. But, Listen, he's not a finisher. <laughs> yeah, but that's why he was brought in to do that, right? But if he was brought in to do that, they would have removed him ages ago. But yet he still had all those Champions League games back to back to back to back, right? And it wasn't because, listen, Tuchel learned very quickly he's not a finisher. Yeah. I'm sure he already knew because he's German. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just, I don't know. The team play was there before. And I think for team play, you got to credit everybody who makes that happen. And that was those front three, at least to me, right? Zia, she is, he has shown great moments of team play as well at the beginning of our Premier League season. He's had moments. I wouldn't say he's been consistent, but I, I'd say, I'd say, I'd still say Werner and Havertz have shown moments of team play, good team play. They haven't, they haven't, um, what's it called? Sorry, I said that wrong. I said they've been more consistent with team play. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, listen, I agree in terms of dropping Lukaku. I I I, I fully agree. Um, I'm I'm just the problem at Chelsea is there isn't like no no one stepped up. I'd like Lukaku hasn't been great, and it maybe hasn't had the greatest of effect on our team. But who else is there? Who else has shown that they... Give Havertz a chance. Honestly, Adam, I really don't think you have, but I fell in love with this man in the final, man. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, the Champions League final goal is the best. But let's all be honest here. Has Kai Havertz been reliable and totally consistent since he's came to Chelsea? No. Has has Werner? No. Has Ziyech? Far from it. Has Pulisic? No. Who really... I'd say Pulisic and uh, Ziyech have shown great moments of team play, but I'd say for consistency's sake, in terms of team play, not necessarily finishing, but in terms of team play, Havertz and Renner, they have been consistent. And especially Mount. Mount can finish and he could pass and whatever. But I do think so. Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I see what you're saying. Like, I, it's just... I, I don't see... Like, the problem is Lukaku was brought to score goals. And when you take him out of the team and you look at the rest of the team and what the players like Havertz and Werner and Ziyech and Pulisic have done, there's absolutely no hint that we're going to get more goals from them. And that that's the problem. But I agree. I would I would just drop Lukaku for now. Uh, I'm, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> yeah, we can agree on that. For my starting lineup, listen, for against Tottenham, because this is an important game, if uh, Tuchel, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, play the uh, Champions League squad, play that lineup, except for Saar and uh, Kepa, you'll get results. I, 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 have, I have a firm belief in it. Yeah, I think, I think fair enough. I think, I think we can agree that maybe right now we should drop Lukaku and see what happens. I think I think yeah, it's a fair conclusion to make. It's it's honestly these days especially I am not a big fan of all these 
top end talent who actually think they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, th- but I, I think, and what I'm trying to say is that the, the that means the rest gotta gotta step up, because uh, no one has. I have faith they will, and I, th- I personally think they have, but that's a different discussion. Yeah, anything else you'd like to mention about this upcoming Tottenham game? Not really, other than we have to win. Like this is getting ridiculous. I don't. I, I, I think purely because it's Tottenham, we probably will win. I hope, <laughs> but. I hope we win in Chelsea fashion. So we will be back next week to recap Chelsea's game against Tottenham. And we will be previewing Canada's upcoming World Cup qualifier games, our three games in the international break, which is very, very exciting. It's also been confirmed that Alfonso Davies will not play those three games because of heart palpitations. But, you know, we still have the rest of our squad and you love seeing TJ, you love seeing David, you love seeing Estacchio. So... Go Chelsea and go Canada. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening.